Ah, salam and good evening to you, wealthy friend. Welcome to the Tales of Arabian Nights, game of mystery, of enchantment, and the finest merchandise this side of the River Jordan has on sale today. Come on down. <laughs> Look at this, a combination hookah and coffee maker also make curly fries. It will not break. <laughs> it, it broke. Wait, don't go. I can see you're only interested in the exceptionally rare. I think then you'll be most rewarded to consider this. This board game. Do not be fooled by its commonplace appearance. Like many things, it is not what is outside, but what is inside that counts. This is no ordinary game! Come, join Ellen Gerting and his beautiful wife, Crystal Gerting, as they have an evening of adventure. Crystal plays the part of Shaharazand. Famed storyteller, she encounters whirlpools, evil wizards, powerful ifrits, and even insanity itself. Let us begin this board game, Tales of the Arabian Nights. It's a Tuesday Night Plays episode, which means I'm here with my partner in crime, Crystal Girding. Say hi, Crystal. Hi. And we're going to play one of my favorite games, Tales of the Arabian Nights. And it's not the cleanest game. There's definitely flaws. But what we're just going to do is we're going to record Crystal's point of view. I will be the reader. This is a story-based game based upon the 1001 Arabian Nights classic stories. And in this game... Crystal, you're going to be moving all over the place between India and Africa and Arabia, and you're going to be encountering all sorts of adventures. But in order to start, you have to choose a character. Which character did you choose? I'm calling her Zada. Calling her Zada. But the character you chose is Shah Harad Azada. She's the famous character from 1001 Arabian Nights, Sher Ayar. I think it was a sultan, was marrying virgins and killing them the next day. He chose, what did you choose her name to be? Zada. Zada was the character that would tell a story to the sultan, but would leave on a cliffhanger saying, well, I'll tell you tomorrow the next part of the story. And the stories that she told are the stories found in 1001 Arabian Nights. She always ended the story the next day, but started a new one. And this way she extended her life for 1001 days. So we're playing this out in the middle of our dining room table. You can hear dogs here barking, but let's get to it. All the characters start in Baghdad. The main object of the game, 10 story points and 10 destiny points. And then get back to Baghdad. You need to choose three attributes. They're actually called skills. What are the three skills that you chose? Quick thinking, storytelling, and acting in disguise. Very cool. So you just put those tokens in front of you. And your movement is based upon your wealth level, which can change. Part of the game, Tales of the Arabian Nights, is that you get a random quest card. This is your quest. Do you mind if I read it? Nope. This is your quest, Crystal. When you were a child, your family went to visit relatives in a small coastal town. The wide blue expanse outside your window drew your attention, and you could not shake the view, not even in your dreams. 
And now, the lure of the ocean is so strong, it beats in time with your heart. You must sail the blue desert as soon as possible. And so I've placed three quest markers across the board, each of them on an island. So if you want to complete that quest and get another quest and get a whole bunch of rewards, you must then go to these three locations. What are the other things I can do other than quests? Do I just go around and see what happens? Yes, you just go around and see what happens because you're not going to be able to make it to your quest locations easily. So you're going to have plenty of adventures. And that's kind of the whole point of the 1001 Arabian Nights original stories. It's not just one concise story perhaps you'd find in grim fairy tales. A whole bunch of just shit happens constantly. So this is going to be just some type of juxtaposition of crazy stories that happen. Crazy things! But let's get this show on the road, shall we? I would like to go one, two, three. Then do so. Now we get to the fun part. You've encountered a prince. So I turn to page 87 in this big ass book of tales. And on page 87, it's just gonna give me a matrix. And the matrix is A. So look at matrix A in your player reference. It gives you all of these things you can do to the prince. You can grovel, aid, rob the prince, avoid, converse with the prince, attack, court, abduct, or honor. Now, one thing to keep in mind, this is a very heteronormative game in that you can only court a character if you are the opposite sex of that character. You being Zada. Mm -hmm. You being Zada is the opposite sex of the prince, so you can choose to court him if you would like. So you've come across a wicked prince. What do you want to do? Do my strengths come into account here? They can. This game is crazy. You may want to try to play to your strengths. Because I'm good at storytelling and quick thinking, so converse might work for me. So you're going to converse to a wicked prince, but now you roll this nudge die, which either has a plus, minus, or nothing. Nothing. So now I go to this other chart, takes us to page 236 to read you what happens. The wicked prince is quite taken by your humility and charm and converses with you for many an hour. There is a legend I know, he says, about a mysterious kingdom beneath the waves. Do you have scholarship or storytelling? Yes, I have storytelling. The tale he tells enables you to find this wondrous kingdom. Now you have the opportunity to enter the Undersea Kingdom. So we take your destination and we put it here at the Undersea Kingdom. And now if you want to, you can enter this place, the Undersea Kingdom. Normally you wouldn't be able to get to because if you look, it has an arrow pointing away from it, meaning it's impossible for you to enter. But for you, you can go into the Undersea Kingdom. You get one story point and one destiny point. Your storytelling skill has already become valuable. But now, Zada, it's cool that you chose storytelling, by the way, because that's actually her ability. That's what she used in the classic book of 1001 Arabian Nights. So now let me ask, where will you go this time? Are you going to the undersea kingdom now? No, because you can only move two by water. But now you're at this island. You found your quest location, so we can discard this quest token. Now just two more quest tokens, and then you can get a new quest card. So we draw an encounter card. You've encountered Ape Island. <laughs> what are you going to do with this island? 
You choose if you're going to avoid, pray, attack, bargain, examine, enter, seek aid, or aid. Those are your options. Examine. Examine. I have to turn to page 1162. You examine Ape Island. You suggest great hunts to reduce the ape population. I never would have suggested that. Well, you did. You did, Zada. Do you have wilderness lore or weapon use? No. This is what happens, Zada. The first hunting group is caught on the mountain at night and is decimated by the apes. <laughs> you feel responsible for the deaths. Others feel that way as well. You lose one destiny point. You gain one story point, And you get the status effects of scorned and grief-stricken. And here's the effects of scorned. All destiny points awarded after receiving the status are changed to story point awards. You may receive no new wealth levels or skills. So pretty much at this point, because you've been scorned, it's impossible to get destiny points, which is preventing you from winning. However, how do you lose the status? You may trade the status for the on pilgrimage status at the cost of one destiny point. If you have no destiny points, you immediately trade the status for on pilgrimage. Do you have any destiny points? I lost them, so no. Okay, well, let's get rid of Scorn then, and you're on a pilgrimage. You have vowed to make a holy quest in order to gain knowledge and insight into the way of Allah. You cannot win the game while you're on the pilgrimage, but how do you lose this status effect? You place your destination marker in any city not within three spaces of Mecca. So you have a destination marker. You currently have your destination marker on the Undersea Kingdom. After the encounter, your pilgrimage is complete and you lose this status, so no worries. But here's a bonus. If you successfully complete a pilgrimage, you gain two destiny points and one story point, and you also receive the piety skill. Let me tell you about Grief Stricken. The tragedy you have undergone has left you with a broken heart and tears in your eyes. You're unable to sleep or eat due to your overwhelming grief. So here's the effect. While you're grief-stricken, you can't use any talent level skills during encounters. So at this point, you can't use any of your skills. Here's how you lose it. When your story points total reaches eight or more, you lose this status. You need more story points. So now it's your next turn. You're adjacent to the Undersea Kingdom. Are you going to just move into the Undersea Kingdom? Yes, that sounds like a good idea. What's the number there? 181. Turning to 181. The Undersea Kingdom is vast and varied empire of mermen and mermaids, which few land dwellers ever see. It contains cities without number, vast wealth, and inhabitants who have a burning curiosity and great admiration for the sons of Adam. But the perils of this great land are also great. The Dedan swim these waters, and they are the most ferocious creatures in existence. Have you ever heard of a Denden? No. That's what's kind of cool, is that being from this American Euro culture, I'm not so familiar with all the Arabian monsters. Like, do you know what an Efreet is? No. Yeah, it's like a fire monster. But you know what a djinn is, or as we commonly know it, a genie. Oh. Yeah, lots of different monsters. But here we go. You are treated as an honored guest by the Seaborn, and many great sights are shown to you. You may do one of these three things. You can drink deeply of the sights and marvels of the undersea kingdom. Choice two. 
Learn as much as you can of the people of this remarkable land, so similar to and yet different from your own people. Or choice three, gain the confidence of one of the kings of this land and persuade him to conquer his neighbors. So what will it be? Drink deeply of the sights, learn as much as you can, or gain the confidence of one of the kings and convince that king to conquer his neighbors. I can't use any of my skills, and I think I'm supposed to be on this quest about Allah, so number two. Number two, learn as much as you can. You need to roll the nudge die. Nothing. I'm not good at rolling the nudge die. Don't worry. I think no nudge is good. I don't know. No nudge is good nudge. And what was the choice you made? To learn as much as I can about the people. Choice two. Here's what happens. Do you have the skill enduring hardship? No. The depths hold an interesting future for you. Are you married? I don't know. No, you're not married. No. You would have the married status. Do you have the married status? No. You're doing real life, Crystal. Don't forget it. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's a nice ring you got on your finger, and this guy talking gave it to you. Here's what happens. To marry one of the water breathers, you must remain in the undersea kingdom. You find this prospect uncomfortable for you, and you miss your homelands. So... You tearfully decline. You get two destiny points, two story points, and you get the status grief-stricken, which you already have, so no big deal. Oh, I don't have to be double grief-stricken. No, no, you don't. But in order to become ungrief-stricken, if we remember correctly, you need eight story points. That sounds right. How many story points do you currently have? Four. All right, you're already halfway there. Okay, Zada, the adventure continues. And you also finished your pilgrimage. You get two destiny points, one story point, and you gain piety. You just finished the underwater kingdom. Now, where will your adventures take you next? Am I allowed to do quests while I'm grief-stricken? Yes. All grief-stricken means is that you can't use use your talents. You can currently have four talents. What are your four talents? Piety, quick thinking, storytelling, acting in disguise. Nice. Acting in disguise is one talent. It's combined. Just another spot in the sea. You're in the midst of the sea. So we're going to draw an encounter card here. You come across a black whirlpool. What will you do with this black whirlpool? You can pray, avoid, wait, cry out, Drink, examine, travel, or hide. I want to avoid it, but what if it's Allah speaking to me? So maybe I'll pray. Okay, just make sure you don't blaspheme, all right? Okay. Now roll the nudge die. Oh no, minus. Oh no. Turning to page 750 as opposed to 751. Evil smelling steam rises from the churning waters. You cry, There is no strength or power save in Allah. But still, your ship is sucked down. You emerge in an Afrit haunted land. I just taught you what an Afrit is. You just emerge in an Afrit haunted land. I forgot, though. It's just a haunted land. You don't know what an Afrit is? They're like fire demons. Fire demons. Yeah, good. Good stuff. You're good. Do you have enduring hardship? No. Zada, you slip gratefully into insanity. And when you return to wakefulness, you are again in the world of men. You gain one destiny point, one story point, and the insane status. 
You have been driven mad by visions too terrible for mortal man to behold. Now another player will pick your reaction in an encounter. You lose a status if you gain a skill from an encounter. So guess what, Crystal? That means I get to choose your reactions because you're crazy insane. So once you get another skill, then you will no longer be insane in the membrane. How's that feel? Alarming. <laughs> well, let's continue this adventure. Where will you go next? Do you also get to choose where I go next? No, I don't. No, you're not that crazy. It's just when you are in some type of impasse. Do I go left? Do I go right? Do I seduce? Do I... The answer is going to be seduce every time, just so you know. That's what I'm going to choose if that's an option. All right, where are you at? I'm in the sea. So I'm going to pull the encounter card. Oh, you come across a prophet. A mad prophet. Are you going to grovel, aid, rob, avoid, converse, attack, court, abduct, honor? Of course, you're going to court. You're going to court this mad prophet because I'm in control of your mind now. Roll the die, the nudge die. Nothing. Nothing good. He's a mad prophet, so he's crazy. (laughs) You try to court the mad prophet. Are you ready to hear what happens? Of course, I'm crazy. (laughs) Your words are most kind, but I must insist upon greater proof than mere chit-chat, says the mad prophet. To prove your love, you must demonstrate the depth of your devotion. (laughs) First, shave off your hair, then shave and paint your private parts red. (laughs) I'm not making this up. This is actually written. What a jerk. Do you have seduction? (laughs) No. But you have storytelling, yes? Yeah, but I'm not allowed to use it. That's right. You aren't allowed to use it. I have it, it, though. You have it, but you can't use it because you're too grief-stricken to use it, which means this is the result of what happens. (laughs) So great is your love that you do not realize that you're being made a fool until you run naked into a barbershop and all the men laugh uproariously at you. Gain one destiny point, one story point, and you gain the status scorned. Did we already get the status scorned before? I don't think. Yeah, because when you led all those people to die in Ape Island, not only were you grief-stricken, but everyone was pissed, and so you were scorned. And now you're scorned again. Oh, okay. All destiny points awarded after receiving the status are changed to story points, so now you don't get any more destiny points. However, you can trade the status for the on-pilgrimage status at the cost of one destiny point. Do you have a destiny point to give? Okay. And now you're on a pilgrimage again. To where would you like to pilgrimage? Do I have red pubic hair now and no hair on my head? Yes, you have red pubic hair, but they laughed at you before you got the haircut, so you still have your hair. That's acceptable. Yeah, so now you're on a pilgrimage. Put this destination somewhere. I recommend you just put it on the same quest spot. Am I allowed to do that? Why not? We did it last time. Go for it. Remember, you're still insane because you didn't get a skill. You got a status effect, and now you're on a pilgrimage. Continue. Right now, you're in the midst of the sea. Where are you going to move? I'm going to move... Into the lower continent of India, it looks like. Yes. That seems like the fastest way to get here. You park your ship at the lowest tip of India and start going by land, past the city of Tana, through the wilderness, and you end up in Gaia. I'm drawing the encounter card. It's a wonderful artifact that you come across. Here are the options which I get to choose. (laughs) You get to examine, take, use, open, avoid, sneak, hire help, 
or enter. I believe you are going to open the wonderful artifact. Roll the nudge die. Minus. What do you think's going to happen? Um, probably get arrested and beheaded. Well, this is interesting. An old man invites you into his hut to aid in translating a book. He goes off for a moment, and you spy a fascinating object, a spherical container full of flickering lights. Do you have wisdom? Nope. As you gaze at it, an image of a strange, far-off city full of infidels appears. The old man returns and cries, No! There is a bright flash. You've just destroyed that city, fool! Leave here at once! <laughs> you go hungering after the power of the globe. You get one destiny point, and you get the status effect of envious! Oh man, you and the status effects. I'm envious? You have seen that which has driven you mad with envy. You cannot rest until you have obtained your desire. You can't win while you're envious. And in any encounter in which rob is a possible reaction, you have to go for it. You have to rob. Now, how do you lose this? You can pay three destiny points to exchange this for the on pilgrimage status. I'd like to pay the destiny points. Okay, so now I'm down to three. And you're still on that same damn pilgrimage. Okay. You are insane. You're on a pilgrimage, no longer envious, and you can't use the skills, piety, quick thinking storytelling or acting because you're also grief-stricken. And you'll be grief-stricken until you reach eight story points. How many story points do you have now? Seven. Just one more story point, And you don't care about all those dead people anymore that the Mabes killed. So you've left the east side of India and you've gotten back onto the sea. Here's your encounter. You've come across a huge whirlpool. <laughs> Oh my. Well, at least it's not the black whirlpool. Maybe it's better. Are you going to pray, avoid, wait, cry out, drink, examine, travel, or hide? Well, since I get to control your insane mind, I think you're going to drink from that whirlpool. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think of that, Zada, crystal, wife? I feel strangely thirsty, but I'm not sure why. Yeah, you're crazy with thirst. Roll the nudge die. Come on. It's neutral. Something tickles the back of your throat. Without thinking, you scoop up some water to wash out your mouth. The water here is foul. And you spit it out. And you gain a story point. Oh, well, that was lame. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's the story. You I got... had to drink the water. That's disgusting. Yeah, but it was a whirlpool. Like, nothing happened. You're just like... Tell you what that tasted like. That's a story. Okay. Uh, what did it taste like? I can't say here. There's children present. So you're no longer grief-stricken. Even though that was disgusting, it took your mind off of your griefs. Now, where will you go? Will you continue sailing south towards your pilgrimage destination? Towards the island of Serenid... What is that island's name? Serendi... Serendib. Serendib. Okay, I'm no longer grief-stricken. Am I still insane? Yes, not until you get another skill. So I still get to choose, but now you can use I those skills. use my skills, but you can choose what, how I react in situations. Yes. Did you just want to sail south two spaces? Yes. Here's your next encounter. Oh my. It's a ne'er-do-well. It's a crafty ne'er-do-well. I'm going to have your insane mind punish the ne'er-do-well. Uh, roll the nudge die. Minus. All right, let's see what happens when you punish this ne'er-do-well. 
From a hill you spy a huge encampment of disreputable-looking men. Fearful that this might be a war party planning to invade your homeland, you resolve to sneak into their camp. I didn't say sneak. I said punish. Yeah, I didn't say to kill those people on Ape Island, either. That's true. Would you like to use your acting and disguise skill? You do not have to. Yes, I would like to. You sneak into the camp and listen to their rough conversation. Finding them harmless, you reveal yourself and talk freely with them, learning valuable information, including the whereabouts of a marvelous city. You get two destiny points, which now means you're at five destiny points. You get one story point, and you get the opportunity to enter the City of Brass. Where's the City of Brass? City of Brass is all the way over here. If you want to do that, you have to move your destination marker all the way over into Africa, pretty much the opposite side of the map. So by having the opportunity, that means I move the marker. It doesn't mean I move myself. Correct. And that means that your pilgrimage would then switch to the City of Brass. So you wouldn't get rid of on pilgrimage until you got to the City of Brass. Is it way better over there? It looks like it is. I mean, it may be. I mean, it's a city made of brass. How cool is that? But you're only one space away from your pilgrimage destination, and there's a good 20 spaces between you and the city of brass. Do you want to take the opportunity and switch your pilgrimage to the city of brass? Zahad, crystal, wife, life partner. Yeah, because I think it seems really cool over there, and I'll probably get more things by trying to go. Keep in mind, the game ends once you get 10 story points and 10 destiny points, and right now you're at 9 story points and 5 destiny points. You'll definitely get enough of those points by the time you get to the City of Brass. What do you think? City of Brass? Yeah. All right, move your destination marker to the City of Brass. What now? Serendip. Serendib. You're moving to the island of Serendib, which is where your quest is. You only have one quest marker left, but let's draw the encounter card. You found some fabulous treasure. Your options for this fabulous treasure are to examine, take, use, open, sneak, hire help, or enter. Or avoid. Did I skip avoid? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that sounds pretty amazing. So let's avoid that. Damn it. Why would <laughs> Because you're crazy! You're going to avoid that fabulous treasure! Damn it. Roll the nudge die. Yay, it's plus. The treasure, though small, is breathtaking. As breathtaking as the guards are fierce. You take a step closer and the guards narrow their eyes and you turn away, avoiding the treasure. As each step carries you further from the treasure, it should be farther because I think your distance is measurable. Let's get some proper grammar in this book. Am I right? I think so. I never know what this one... I mean, I, it's up for debate. I don't. It is isn't up for debate. <laughs> Farther is measurable distance. Further is imperceptible, non-measurable, whatever. It so like... It feels that way because maybe it's that kind of treasure. Like I say, I want to take our marriage further. If I say I want to take our marriage farther, it means you, you could say... to Utah or something. Exactly. Yeah. I'm going to read this all over again with proper grammar... As each step carries you farther from the treasure, it grows larger in your mind, in your imagination, surpassing all else you have seen. For days, the idea of going back to the treasure gnaws at you and your mind. When you finally return, it is gone. 
and therefore you are left envious once more. Boom, boom, boom. So to lose envy, you must pay three destiny points to exchange us for the on pilgrimage status. Would you like to do that? Yeah. Okay. You've just finished the island of Saradib. Keep in mind your wealth is now respectable because your story points have gone up so much. So now you have a travel of four representative of a fancier caravan and a better ship. So you can move up to four spaces now. So where will you go now? Traveling back up the east coast of India. Let's find out what your encounter is. It's a beggar, powerful beggar. Beat, enrich, rob, avoid. Now you did pay to get rid of the envious, so you don't have to rob him, but you're still insane, so I get to choose. We're going to beat him. How's that sound? Port would have been better. Yeah, but it's not an option. Our options are beat, enrich, rob, avoid, question, attack, follow, hire. Which one would you have chosen? Either enrich or question. Oh, I'm sorry. So you would have chosen enrich. So yeah, we'll go with beat. Yeah. Maybe he's into it. Okay. Roll the nudge die. Neutral. You strike the powerful beggar with a blow across the cheek. With a baleful glare, he looks at you and spits out a curse. You don't have bargaining and evaluation, do you? No. You might suffer for it, but if someone is going to curse you, you're not going to let him off with just one little tap. You follow through with a sound beating before continuing on your way. You gain one story point... You're now at 10 story points, and you get the accursed trait. You have fallen under a terrible curse, a terrible, terrible terrible curse, with bad luck to follow you through all the rest of your days unless the curse can be removed. Whenever you roll the dice for any reason, ask any player what number he wants you to use. He may, if he wishes, examine the Book of Tales before he gives you a number. Use that number instead of rolling. Ooh, so I get to choose the number as well. (laughs) Now you can lose this. After the player has given you a number, roll the dice to determine if you lose the status. If the number you roll is more than one point from the number that was given, you're no longer accursed. Man, quite some adventures here. You're moving into India. Remember, you can move four spaces. All right, let's find your encounter. You're in the dead center of India the heart of it all. You're in the mountains and you come across a wizard. But what kind of wizard? I get to choose because you're cursed. Let me read my options for this wizard. A kindly wizard, bumbling, needy, disguised, trapped, mad, evil, vengeful, doomed, or mighty. Let's go with an evil wizard. So go ahead and roll the dice. Three. More than one point from the number. Ah, so you're no longer a curse, but you're still fighting an evil wizard. Gravel, aid, rob, avoid, converse, attack, court. Yes, we're going to court that evil wizard. Oh my goodness. What do you think of that? Evil is sexy. That's why you married me. Am I right? (laughs) Roll the nudge die. Minus. I grant your desire, the evil wizard says in response to your well-considered words. Do you have the appearance skill? No, why are none of my skills ever relevant? It's not that they're never relevant, it's just that you're insane and I'm probably choosing options that don't apply to your skills. I have magic! Come on! It's a wizard! In return for this gift, there's a task I would have you complete. To ensure that you fulfill your part of the bargain, perhaps an enchantment of the Far East might serve. You get two destiny points, you go up in wealth... 
You started the game at poor, now you're rich! So you're in the midst of India, so obviously you're gonna need to go west. Are you in the city of Tana? Tana, mm-hmm. Drawing the encounter card. Ooh, you come across a minor treasure. Examine, take, use, open, avoid. You know, what would you like to do with this minor treasure? I'll let you choose. Minor treasure under E. Mm-hmm. Take. Roll the nudge die. Neutral. A lovely maiden wearing a beautiful ring is accompanied by a burly slave. You give a street youth a coin to distract the slave so that you might steal the ring. Would you like to use your storytelling skill? Yes. You spin a fanciful tale to the child, disguising the true reason you wish the child to distract the slave. In this manner, you protect yourself from being betrayed, and you obtain the ring. You get one destiny point, you get one story point, and you gain a wealth. Wow, that's quite a move. You sailed all across the sea of, what is that name of that sea? Safety. Oh, well, it's hard to read upside down. Don't make fun. Safety. The Sea of Safety. Well, you traveled across the Sea of Safety. It didn't feel so safe, did it? It's between Arabia and Africa, and you now are in the city of? Zyla. Let's find out what the encounter is. You found an ancient city. What would you like to do? Examine. Too bad. You're going to take the ancient city. You're going to take it. How's that sound? Unlikely. You're crazy, Zada. You're crazy. Roll the nudge die. Minus. How are you going to take this city? Well, Zada, as sand from a fierce sandstorm overwhelms you, you blindly seek shelter, and by luck, you find something. When the storm is over, you realize you're in a strange old city. Do you have the bargaining and evaluation skill? No. There is no one around. The eerie silence is unnerving, and you decide to leave, but not before taking souvenirs as proof of your visit. You get one destiny point, taking you up to four, and one story point, taking you up to 12. I have six destiny points. Oh, okay. I don't know how I got that wrong then. Enough of that. Onward! You can move four spaces. Oh my, you're in the deserts of Africa, traveling westward, getting close to the city of brass, your pilgrimage. Let's find out what your encounter is. You come across an angry Ifrit. What would you like to do to the angry Ifrit? Your options are grovel, aid, avoid, bargain, attack, or trick. Which one would you choose? What have I encountered? An angry Ifrit. Don't you remember what an Ifrit is? What's an Ifrit? A fire demon? Yes! Trick. I'll agree with that. I'll let you try to trick him. Roll the nudge die. Minus. Standing your ground, you offer your assistant to the angry Afrit. Would you like to use your storytelling skill? Is that the only skill I have option to use? Yes. Yes, I will use that. That skill's paying off, wouldn't you say? Mm-hmm. It's not hurting. Let's see if it helps you this time. How can you be of aid to such as one as I? The angry Ifrit demands to know. You weave a string of tales, some light-hearted and some quite dramatic. They are the stories of your own adventures. Time marches on and exhaustion thickens your tongue so that you must stop. Apprehensively, you look at the angry Ifrit waiting for some reaction, and the Ifrit responds with delightful clapping. <laughs> Mortar, I have not been entertained so in a long while. Please accept this as a gift. Poof! He vanishes, leaving a shiny object in front of you. You get one destiny point, taking you to seven, 
and one story point taking you to 13 and you get a treasure card. What? The treasure is the yellow coal. While attempting to reseal the tight lid, you accidentally spill the very fine golden powder on a copper dish. As you brush the coal away, you discover that the dish where it was touched by the powder has turned to the purest gold. Whenever you receive a skill, you may return the yellow coal to the deck and receive two wealth levels instead. Not sure if you'll ever use this, but if you receive a skill, instead of receiving the skill, you can just get two wealth levels, taking you to fabulous. What's in between rich and fabulous? Princely. You can now make it to the city of brass. Will you enter the city of brass? Oh, I will enter the city of brass. Finally here, finishing your pilgrimage as well. The fabled city of Brass lies somewhere far to the west. Many search for the city, for it is said to contain the key to great wealth and power. The city gates are surrounded by marble tablets bearing verses, which are testaments to the fertility of pride. Those who ignore the warnings and enter the city often meet a grisly fate. Zada, be careful, be warned. Night is falling as you come before the walls of the city. The gates are shut and they are locked. Here are your three choices. Choose one, then roll the destiny die, which is the nudge die. Choice one, explore the area outside the city, recording the verses when you find them, but don't enter the city, oh no. Or do you go with choice two? Send someone else to scale the walls and view the interior of the city. Look for an entrance. Or choice three, call upon Allah to make an entrance for you that you might explore the city. So what are you gonna do? Are you going to stay outside just recording the verses? Send someone else to explore? Or are you going to call upon Allah? Hmm. Well, it didn't really work so well the last time that I called upon Allah. Yeah. Nice work, Allah. Let's not be too blasphemous during this Tuesday night plays, okay? I'm sure I was just praying wrong. I <laughs> would like to call upon someone to scale the walls. Choice two. Roll the nudge die, please. Or as they call it, the destiny die. Minus. You build a ladder to scale the high walls, and one of your men begs to be allowed the honor of ascending first. Do you have the wisdom skill? <sighs> no. <laughs> he reaches the top, cries out, and leaps off the wall. To his death! <gasps> to his death. You're too frightened and heart-stricken to climb the ladder. You get two destiny points, you get two story points, and you're now grief-stricken once more. But don't worry, because in order to lose Grief Stricken, you have to get eight story points, which you already have. So all you need to do is gain another story point and it's gone. But until then, your broken heart prevents you from using any of your talents. I'm so sorry. But you got your destination. Yay! Crystal, you almost have enough destiny points to win the game. You just need one more. You went all the way across the freaking known world to not go into the city of brass. What will you do now? She's traveling east through Africa, then back up north, and you started entering the Mediterranean Sea. You're now on the seas. You come across a huge whirlpool. And you're going to drink it. We're just going to drink that whirlpool again. I don't know if that's even an option. It is, yeah. Hopefully it's not the same thing, but maybe it is. Maybe we break the game. Roll the destiny die. Minus. You taste the waters to help discover the source of this unexpected phenomenon. There is an unmistakable taste of ash, which convinces you to hasten away from here. 
You get one story point, which means you're no longer grief-stricken. Oh, it didn't take you so long to get over your dead compatriot this time. You're at the tip of Italy in the Mediterranean Sea going to Rome, huh? She's rolling the red die. She rolls a five. She refers to the city card. What does it say with number five? Lose any statuses you wish. <gasps> you only have one status left, and it's insane. Would you like to lose insane? Yes. Too bad. Just I'm not going to let you. <laughs> Just crazy enough to keep it. Now I'll lose it. So that's gone. Okay, encounter. At room, you come across another angry Afrit. Oh my. What are the chances? You get to choose now, though. Hmm. I will aid him. <laughs> You're going to aid him. Roll the nudge die. Plus. Standing your ground, you offer the angry Afrit your assistance. Oh my goodness, Crystal. This is the exact same one we already had. You successfully broke the game. Would you like to use your storytelling skill? Yeah. You would? Okay, well. How can you be aid to such as one as I? The angry Afrit demands to know. You wave a string of tales, some lighthearted and some quite dramatic. They're stories of your own adventures. Time marches on and exhaustion thickens your tongue so that you must stop. Apprehensively, you look at the Afrit waiting for some reaction, and the Afrit responds with delightful clapping. Mortal, I have not been entertained so in long while. Please accept this gift. Poof. He vanishes, leaving a shiny object in front of you. One more destiny point and one more story point, and you get another treasure. The treasure you get is the Thunderbolt Sword. I'm assuming this is a different angry Afrit, even though he said, Wow, I can't believe you broke the game. I've never seen this where someone gets the exact same encounter in the same game. I mean, there's thousands in here, literally thousands. Kinds of things I gravitate toward, maybe. Waving the weapon experimentally to test its balance, you are amazed as the sword utters a blast of noise and fire like unto lightning. <laughs> the sword will make you unconquerable in battle, for when shaken, the sword will strike your foes with bolts of lightning. Allah forbid that it ever be turned against you. As long as you have this sword, you also have weapon use at master level. Crystal, you now have enough points to win the game if you get back to Baghdad. Do you want to go back to Baghdad, or do you want to go to the quest? Now, for those who would play this game regularly, I would also be playing, and it's a bit of a race to get back. Oh, you made it to Baghdad. Hey. Crystal, Zada, partner, wife, you've won the game. What did you think of your adventures? It was a crazy, adventurous, evil ride. Any of the stories that happened to you stand out? Well, my pubic hair is starting to grow back in. No, your pubic hairs weren't shaved. They were painted red, I thought. Right, they're starting to grow back in the normal color. Ah, okay, so they're red-tipped. Yeah, frosted. <laughs> frosted red-tipped pubes. How long do your pubes grow? Um, Don't tell our listeners that. <laughs> That's my business, not theirs. I was hoping this game would teach me a lot about geography. I'm not sure if the Lake of Colors is really located at the southern tip of Africa. No. <laughs> I'm not sure if the Cave of Wonders is really at the top of Asia. It's a good game. I like it. It's beautiful, too. I know our listeners can't see that. It's really good podcasting. Look at this what? game. What an adventure. Thank you for listening to this. Hey, if you like this or if you hated it, we'd love to know. So please write us at playtkg on Twitter or send us an email, podcast at tuesdaynightgames.com. You can follow me on the tweets and Facebook. I'm Alan Gerding, A-L-A-N-G-E-R-Ding. Anything you want to tell the knaves? I think this game's worth playing. I like it. 
Like I do. And there's comparisons to Agents of Smirch. Agents of Smirch is by 8th Summit Games. It's very similar, but instead of Arabian Nights, it's the contemporary world of spies. And there's a lot of humor. So there's submarines, missiles, weapons, guns, all sorts of crazy things. Now for me, I thought Agents of Smirch was hilarious, but this one, you know I'm a sucker for fairy tales. Do you know why I'm a sucker for fairy tales? The pattern of threes? Why? What's the pattern of threes? I, don't know. I thought there was a, re- a theme and they all have three, something happens in threes. I can Why see are it. you into fairy tales? <laughs> <laughs> I can see that there's three, like the three little pigs, the three little bears, but... Three don't... wishes, three, I don't know, just three. That's interesting. I never even heard that before. Three billy goats gruff, that makes sense, but there's definitely more than three in some. But there's a theme of three somewhere woven into the story. I thought that was something that was true. Wow. Maybe. I'm trying to think of some stories that don't have three interwoven, like Seven Dwarves. Where's three in Snow White? Probably just something that happened three times or an encounter. I'm sure you could twist any story into having a theme of three if you wanted to, probably. Jack and the Beanstalk. Where's the number 69 in Jack and the Beanstalk? (laughs) Probably just the shape he's in when he's climbing. Okay. Hey, thank you so much for playing. I love you. You're amazing. And with that being said, this episode is... Finished.